What? Not just grammar, logic, and rhetoric? Crystal Joy Campbell here with Classical Matters. Today, we're exploring the model of classical education. I don't want to give it away, but it just might be different than you thought it was. So stick around. You know, as classical educators, working from and understanding a framework or a model of classical education would be very beneficial. But before we jump into that, we have an important question to ask. Stratford Caldecott in his book, Beauty and the Word, poses a question that I think is at the heart of every educator. He asks, what kind of education would enable a child to progress in rational understanding of the world without losing his poetic and artistic appreciation of it? His question acknowledges that humans are not just intellectual, rational beings, but beings that are unified in body and soul. One of the principles of classical education is that it recognizes this and lays out a model or pathway that honors and supports the flourishing of the whole person. So, in my opinion, classical education is the answer to his question. Now, let's explore what that model looks like. This pathway or model, as we know it today, has developed over the centuries, starting with the Greeks and Romans, and then embraced by the Christian Church and Western civilization. Terms like the liberal arts, which is the trivium and the quadrivium, are some of the first things that come to our minds when we think of classical education. And these really point toward what Stratford Caldecott was saying about the rational understanding of the world. But what about the poetic and the artistic aspects? Where is the unity of body and soul if all we do is flourish the intellectual arts and virtues? Kevin Clark and Ravi Jane in their book, The Liberal Arts Tradition, help us more clearly see how a truly classical education will attend to the whole person. They speak not only to the trivium and quadrivium, but they present to us a more full model of the pathway that a classical education would pursue. They say, quote, This full-orbed education aims at cultivating fully integrated human beings whose bodies, hearts, and minds are formed, respectively, by gymnastics, music, and the liberal arts, whose relationships with God, neighbor, and community are marked by piety, whose knowledge of the world, man, and God fit harmoniously within a distinctly Christian philosophy, and whose lives are informed and governed by a theology forged from the revelation of God in Jesus Christ as it has been handed down through the church in historic Christianity. End quote. So to recap, the trivium and quadrivium, as well as these things that they refer to as gymnastics and music, form the body, heart, and mind of the student. The trivium is made up of grammar, logic, and rhetoric. The quadrivium is made up of mathematics, music, geometry, and astronomy. When they refer to gymnastics, it is about the training of the body. It isn't just contained to the sport of gymnastics, with the balance beam and vault and the even or uneven bars, but it encompasses all that which trains the body in physical virtue by self-mastery. 
The music that they refer to, which is outside of what is found in the quadrivium, is inspired by the muses. It is to awaken wonder and direct the affections. It uses imitation and develops the imagination, which is so vital for an interconnected understanding. But it doesn't stop there. They point toward relationships rooted in piety, knowledge informed by Christian philosophy, and lives that are governed by a truly Christian theology. As the recovery of the classical education tradition continues, the understanding and practices will expand and grow. But I think embracing the model laid out by Ravi Jain and Kevin Clark is a good place to start. It is one of the most comprehensive models I have found. I know that is a lot to take in, and we will continue to unpack this pathway of classical education over the next little while, but it can be overwhelming to know where to start. So, I say, let's start with what we already know. We first have to think, reflect, contemplate, and ponder what we know about each of these categories. So something practical that we can do this week is grab a journal and schedule 5 to 10 minutes where you can write down your thoughts and reflections. Each day, assign one category to write about, whether it be about the trivium, the quadrivium, gymnastics, music education. Set a timer and start by asking the question, what do I know about the trivium? Or what do I know about the quadrivium? And write your thoughts and reflections down. It might take you down a rabbit hole, but that's okay. Do this every day, and at the end of the week, use your scheduled 5-10 to 10 minutes to reread your writings, to contemplate and ponder, to ask questions, and to discover where you are being led to further your understandings. I call these daily exercises contemplation considerations. As we journey together, these contemplations will be helpful as we further our understanding and hone our craft. And remember, not in a day, but every day. I'd love to hear about your contemplations because I believe that real transformation happens through dialogue, conversation, and community. Share this with a friend and engage in the great conversation of classical education. I hope you'll join me next time. For more weekly inspiration, direction, and tools to hone your craft, subscribe to Classical Matters so you don't miss an episode. And get the word out there by sharing with a friend and leaving a rating or review. If you would like to leave me a comment, follow me on Facebook and check out my website at www.crystaljoycampbell.com. The links are in the show notes. Blessings on your journey.